It's a big day for Europe Thursday with the ECB meeting and the EU getting together. Both could be fairly lively. And in the next hour or so, we'll hear how Boris Johnson and Ursula von der Leyen have got on over their dinner discussion on a trade deal. Just don't expect too much on that. Uh, Canada has now approved the vaccine. The stimulus package in the US is looking less likely. And UK monthly GDP and US CPI for November are out later today. And we'll look at why the Aussie dollar is doing a little better than most today. It's Thursday, the 10th of December, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a quarter percent rise in the US dollar and the DXY index this morning. The Aussie dollar also up on top of that 0.3%. So the losses, well, mainly the euro, which is down 0.3%, even as the pound seemed to be holding its own for now. US equities are down about 0.5% for the Dow and the S&P 500, a 1.7% fall in the NASDAQ. Uh, Those falls have sharpened quite a bit over the last hour or so. Uh, The NASDAQ ending a 10-day rally, of course. Ten-year Treasury is up two basis points in the US, hardly uh, any movement in European government bonds. Oil is up. Uh, WTO and Brent both uh, around 0.4% up and a big fall in gold this morning. Comex down 2%. Today, it's Rodrigo Cotrill joining me, senior FX strategist at NAB in Sydney. Look, when we spoke earlier in the week, Rodrigo, uh, we broke the news that uh, Boris Johnson and Ursula von der Leyen were going to meet face to face. Well, they are doing that now. I don't think we're going to be able to relay the outcome of that in this podcast, but let's have a guess. What what do you think is going to be the outcome of that meeting tonight? (laughs) Well, this morning. Well, the last time, as we were talking about this, uh, the the news hit the screens about what what was about to happen. So to me, what what is really interesting is that we we talked about the fact that um, that there's still sort of three contentious issues, which is uh, fishery, um, you know, the the rule of law and, and... uh, the competition rules, or how you, you how you how you kind of do this level playing field going forward, and if and anything, all, they are all insurmountable, though. Aren't they? Yeah. they all seem insurmountable. That's the problem. Isn't well, it? that's and the thing because, uh, if, and importantly, Merkel talked about this level playing field. It's not about the level playing field today, but it's also about tomorrow and in the future. And that's where Boris Johnson came, came out a couple of hours later, saying, "Well, the issue that we have is that you can't." You can't expect the UK to change its rules if in the future the Europeans change their own rules. And then if we don't change our rules, then they, they, they reserve the right to, to punish us and to retaliate uh, because it's not a level playing field. So then that's the issue of sovereignty and so on. So it, it seems very difficult to how do you get around yeah, that? They're drifting far apart, aren't they? I think basically the, the French Foreign Affairs Minister said today that the positions are still far apart. Far apart. The chances of no deal are increasing. I don't think that's going to happen tonight, though, is it? Or today? I think uh, they'll just agree that uh, they need to continue talking. But it's 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 looking uh, pretty unlikely, isn't it? Well, that, so, that that will be the positive outcome, I think. Yeah, uh, if, if they continue to talk, of course, that that is um, it keeps the whole thing alive. And yeah. we know that we basically the real deadline, mm-hmm. at least in terms of, um, is, is basically the weekend. So they, they've got plenty order, of time to, to continue. If they to order dessert, again. that's a good sign. If they order coffee after that and maybe cheese and biscuits, <laughs> then things are looking a lot pe- more, more positive. Look, it hasn't escaped the press in the UK that uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who made a fortune from oil and was going to build his new four-wheel drive, which is based on the Land Rover Defender. It's called the Ineos Grenadier. Uh, Grenadier sounds very English, uh, but it's going to be made in France, <laughs> he announced today, uh, even though he's a staunch Brexiteer. No tariffs in France, of course. So, look, it should be a lively EU meeting, uh, not just because of that uh, on Thursday and Friday, but also will they get that uh, budget passed uh, and will they get a recovery fund uh, agreed? Yes. I mean, on, on that front, it appears that Poland and Hungary 
are willing to 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 negotiate and, and to find a compromise in terms of the rule of law uh, but again this is it's early days and there's mm. still a couple of days for for more negotiations um but i think that um that's certainly something we should not forget because that's that's actually quite important for the euro and for 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 the european union as well so there's two big events if you like uh, yep. that we need to keep an eye on over the weekend yeah, there's that. And then, of course, there's the ECB as well. Uh, more bond buying is expected. They're not uh, yield control as such. But, I mean, is that really what they're doing through the, through their bond buying? Yeah, so, I mean, I suppose the, 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 the theme there is that um, we've got to remember, for one, that the cash rate in, in, the, in Europe is extremely low, minus 0.5%. So no change is expected in terms of those policy rates. Mm. Um, and there's also, there's been already quite a significant commitment in terms of the QE program through, through the PEP and... Uh, what we know basically is through uh, all the sort of commentary that has come from ECB council uh, members is that there's a commitment to, to increase the pandemic emergency program, the PEP, um, over to into 2022. And, and that will be the, the interesting debate, if you like, it's not only whether the PEP gets extended, which is expected, whether the APP is also extended, which is expected, but also for how long, what is what is the period, how, how long you're going to you're going to stick by. And to me, that's super important, not only because it, it enforces sort of the commitment from the ECB to support its economy, um, but also means that we've got to remember this whole thing about issue about, about QE is an issue of relativities. If everybody else is doing it, then somehow you also need to remember that you've got to keep going because if you don't, your, your yields are going to, are going to rise yeah. a lot quicker than others. So why is that important? It's important because for the RBA, the RBA has made that point that QE in Australia is not just about what is going on in Australia, but it's about the relativities in terms of yields with the rest of the world. So if we know the ECB is going to commit itself to 2022, then that makes it a little bit difficult, even if the Australian economy is doing really well, for the RBA to exit next year while everybody else is still buying bonds massively. Yeah, that's, so a, it's good, an that's a good thing. point, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, because the RBA, of course, you know, the, Australia is, is is recovering from this fairly well, the ECB less so. But I mean, are the ECB going to make that commitment or are they going to be in a bit of a, well, let's suck it and see mood? Well, uh, we think that that's, that's kind of one of the important details to, to bear in mind uh, uh, from the ECB tonight is is the how long you're going to actually commit to it. I, you know, they could say we're going to do it until 2022, which was kind of what the market is expecting. Or in the extreme scenario, they could say, well, we're going to keep going until we see a material improvement from the coronavirus crisis. Um, and that, you know, could be kind of an yep. open-ended, if you like, um, which buys them a bit of time, but also means that they say we don't expect the improvements to be until 2022. Yeah, depends how quickly everyone gets vaccinated. And on that, uh, great news that, uh, well, good news and bad news, really. The great news is that Canada has now approved the uh, Pfizer vaccine. The US uh, should follow tonight or tomorrow when the FDA meets. I think it would be a big surprise if that uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, on the, on the downside, those numbers yep. still rising. So the UK economy uh, could take another hit if London goes into what they're calling tier three, which basically means hospitality is closed. Pubs and restaurants are basically already closed. They had big numbers today, 16,578 cases in the UK uh, yesterday. Not the highest, but it's going in the wrong direction. So that full lockdown that they had, the benefits of that have been short lived. And then if London goes into a full lockdown, then the economy is going to suffer from that. So, you know, 
it, it's the same story that we keep on seeing, isn't it? Rising infection numbers, but vaccines on the way. The cavalry, as uh, Boris Johnson likes to call it, is just over the hill, but we haven't seen them yet. Yes, and uh, it's not. It's, it's basically across you know major economies. Germany hospitalization rates are huge. The headlines overnight is that the US now has mm. uh, infection rates have climbed over fifteen million from fourteen million just five days ago. Yeah. Um, and Fauci again uh, saying that this. It's going to get worse before it gets better and people need to stop gathering in large numbers and mm. it's probably going to be a difficult thing to do um, you know, over the Christmas period as yeah, well. Yeah, those January numbers aren't going to be good, are they? 217,000 new cases, just seen the numbers coming in for the US today, 2,566 deaths in a day. So uh, all of that obviously will explain the fall that we're seeing in shares, although not the tech stock, uh, the sell-off we've seen there today. Uh, Zoom is down 4.5%, uh, but there again, it is four times what it was at the start of the pandemic. Tesla is down 3.4% as well. These are stocks that might do well if people are stuck at home longer or, or staying off public transport and yet they're going down. Yes, I mean there's been some company specific ones with uh, both Tesla and, and Zoom having uh, one of the major central bank, major investment banks uh, uh, shifting their, their buy to, to, to downgrading them to, to neutral or even to a sell. So uh, that, that has played a bit of a role in that. Um, but overall, um, I think that, you know, we also have to bear in mind that they, particularly the Nasdaq had been on a, on a good run for 10 days. So um, it is a little bit of a, yeah, you correction. know, time to take in a breather in terms of what is occurring over recent yeah. days. Yeah. So uh, the stimulus deal in the United States, we should talk about that. It's th- That is looking as though we should almost forget it till January, don't you reckon? I mean, one of, one of the sticking points written into the act as it currently stands is that companies should not be liable if workers die from COVID-19. Presumably, if you, if you have that in the act, then people will get back to work quicker because companies aren't going to be concerned about safety standards uh, in the workplace. That seems a bit, bit worrying, and you can understand the Democrats might have a bit of a problem with that one. Yes. Um, so there's the liability issue. There's still the issue of the state's um, support, uh, or um, yeah. which uh, McConnell is still kind of saying, why don't we just put that aside and deal with it later? And of course, Demo- Democrats don't want to do that. And there's still the issue around, you know, the, the income support, um, which hasn't yet been sort of debated, uh, but it's still very much there. And Pelosi has made that very clear that they want to see an increase uh, in, the, in the support to, to individuals uh, as well. So um, we're stuck in the same place. Um, it, it does suggest that, again, almost like Brexit, that no resolution is likely over the coming days. Mm-hmm. And we probably need to expect at least another week of negotiations. Yeah. Um, and it remains to be seen whether they can actually get it over the line before Christmas. Well, that would account for some of the weakness in, in uh, equities as well, I'm sure. Now, look, the Aussie dollar, uh, one of the best performers overnight and yesterday, of course. Uh, so how much of that is that, that standout reading uh, the consumer sentiment in? Index yesterday, which which reached a ten year high. There's uh, one guy from uh, from another bank, the bank associated with all of this. We won't give their name away, uh, but um, they they're saying uh, it's difficult to it's going to be difficult to justify forward guidance that the cash rate is going to remain on hold for a further three years when we keep on seeing numbers like this? Well, no, no. So, the, the, so there's two things uh, about that. So there's the forward guidance about the cash rate and this QE, which is sort of two two aspects, if you like. So one of the things the RBA has mm-hmm. been saying is that they've committed to keep the cash rate um, at 0.1% uh, for, for the next three years. Now, that's interesting because every time the RBA talks, this is for the next three years. So it's almost like a rolling three-year kind of commitment. And now sooner or later, that rolling commitment will have to shift. So the first step in my sense will be, look, say, well, actually, three years from around now, yeah, 
and then it will be like uh, then mm. then this when the, the clock starts ticking at the moment the clock is not ticking now one of the things so the interesting thing from the consumer sentiment um survey yesterday is that it's shown compared to the other two recessions that we've had in australia how quickly the recovery has been so that kind of plays to the argument if if things continue at this pace then um, we we probably got to co- mm. got to expect a, a fast improvement in the economy and importantly a fast improvement to to that uh, a decline in that employment rate so if those conditions continue to improve at a significant pace then you know the commitment of that three year keeping the cash rate at uh, stuck for three years uh, will, will have to be you know changed will will have to change in terms of the wording so uh, it's still a mountain to climb uh, but um, it's, it's certainly super positive in terms of the price for the Aussie dollar we think is positive but when you look at when the survey was released the, the movement in the Aussie wasn't that significant the, the, the gains in the Aussie dollar came a lot later uh, and to some extent maybe you could argue there's been a bit delayed reaction to the analysis of the data that could be one factor but the other factor which I think played a significant role was that the gains in CNY which and CNH in particular which traded below 650 for the first time in a long time so so that that, that also kind of aided the, the performance of the Aussie dollar over the past 24 hours right very quickly numbers wise card spending in new zealand this morning uh and tonight uh, the the monthly G- gdp number for the uk for october u.s cpi data for november tomorrow morning and the weekly jobless numbers as well for the u.s do you want to have a go at, at any of those if not that's fine because we are out of time uh, for me, the, the ones to watch will be the, the theme around CPI continues to be, you know, a decline in prices. So the, the, spect- the small decline yeah. is still expected in, in, in the U.S. Again, the deflationary forces from the crisis and jobless claims. We still need to keep an eye on that. We've seen weakness in the labor market in the U.S. And yeah. at this rate, more and more weakness is expected. So that will be important. Yeah, it will indeed. All right, we'll leave it there. Great to talk. Catch you again very soon. Thanks, Rodrigo. Thanks, Phil. Cheers. And some unconfirmed reports coming from that dinner meeting, that discussion between between Ursula von der Leyen and Boris Johnson. Apparently an agreement has been reached as to what bottle of wine they're going to drink with dinner. Unconfirmed reports on that. Uh, I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.